This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. What kind of lies do you tell yourself? Think about it. These lies that you may tell yourself are all based on one big lie, according to A Course in Miracles. That's just ahead. But first, you and I, we have the power to save a life. Now, to give us the tools and the words, Sean Giroux is here. Sean is on the board of the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. What does he want us to know? Truly, people who die by suicide most want to live, but they need someone to talk to. They need someone who can actually listen. And our message is really that there is hope, and it really takes all of us together as a community. It's not one person. It's a community coming together to break the stigma, to realize there's hope, to realize there's resources. And, and together we, we can do this. All right. What does an active listener do? Asks the question directly. When they're concerned about someone, they ask the question, you know, are you thinking about suicide? Are you thinking about ending your life? And allowing that person to express themselves. We can't fix the problem. Our role is not to fix the problem. And we want to fix it. And what happens is we tell the persons all the reasons why they should live as opposed to really listening to the person as to really what's on their mind. It's the way we're wired, right? We're human. We want everyone to realize, no, no, look at your future. The person's looking at the next five minutes, not 10 years down the road. We have to be able to listen to where they're at, listen to their story. Not my story, it's it's their story. What if they're not talkers? We can still be there. We, we can still be in their presence. We can, you know, not leave them alone. You know, if, if most people, if they have a sense, just be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be there with someone. Give them a number they can call. I did a training uh, a few weeks ago down in Newark, and you know, we trained over 100 people through a few days, and not one of them knew there was a national number that somebody could call, and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. No one knew that there was a national number that they could call. Okay. What happens when you call that line? They'll talk to the person. They'll listen to the person. They can also reach out to local resources where that person's at, you know, whether I'm in New York or Oregon or Florida, you know, I can call from anywhere and they can tap into the local resources where that person's at and and provide assistance. I've heard it said before, oh, if somebody's going to do it, they're just going to do it. You can't stop them. It's not true. Most people want to live. And we know that by talking with attempt survivors, by talking with people who have survived suicide, most people want to live. They just want to end their pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. Pain is pain. But most people really, truly want to live. What can we say to make a difference? I mean, is there anything? I know you said listening. Asking the question and listening, listening, listening to their story. But aside from running down all the laundry Mm -hmm. list of, oh, happy reasons to live, what can we say? I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. I'm here to listen. I want to help. I'm here to listen without 
stigma without some type of preconceived notion about what suicide is or isn't. I'm here to listen to what you have to say, and I'm here to help. And, and I'm here to, you know, anytime you want. And, and that's what most people need to hear. And sometimes it's not, and where it becomes difficult, sometimes it's not who you expect, right? As right. a parent, you may not be the one they want to talk to. Mm-hmm. It, it may be the uncle or the aunt that they want to talk to, you know? And we have to accept that. We have to say that's okay. As long as we can get the person to talk to someone and to let them know that somebody's there for them. That's really what's powerful, is they're not alone. You know, they may, they may feel alone in their struggle because everyone has their own struggle, but they're not alone when they want to reach out. There is this national hotline, which you're going to give us in a bit, but what other resources should we know about? Through the National Lifeline, they have a website, mm-hmm. which is a great resource. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is another great resource because there they list a lot of different things that people can tap into. You have the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, which is a national, another national website. There's so many. And then where you live, I mean, there's mental health associations. There's other agencies that do mental health. There's, you know, in Orange County, there's a mobile mental health team. In Ulster County, there's a mobile mental health team. There's Mobile meaning? If somebody is, needs someone to talk to, they can call and people can come out and talk to them face-to-face. There's no charge. It's free. And and they can come out and and talk to them and try to provide assistance to give that person, you know, a sense of hope, you know, that they are not alone. So there's different counties have teams like that to do it and and to go out more so than we had 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago. There are a lot of resources that people can really look at to, to get assistance. So if it's someone you love, someone in your family, go to the websites, educate yourself, and then ask the questions. What if it's somebody you work with and you don't know them that well but you're thinking oh something's just not right what can we do for those people it never hurts to check in with someone you know when something's different or something's wrong check in hey as a co-worker you know we know we not may not know each other well um but you know can we grab lunch can we can we get together um ask them you know, I've noticed a number of different things that I'm really concerned. You can ask them directly as well. You know, when people are acting this way or people do things like this, they sometimes think about ending their life. I'm, I'm just curious. Is, is anything going on where you may be thinking that? And can I help? Most people are afraid to ask the question. And when you listen to survivors, many survivors said, I just want someone to ask me. Gotcha. I, I wanted to say something and I wanted them to ask me. Now, this time of year, Westchester and the Hudson Valley, there's a lot of suicide prevention walkathons. The, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention does a, a national out-of-the-darkness walk for anyone, uh, mainly survivors who have lost someone come together. It's, it's a moment to reflect. It's a moment to, to walk with others who may have lost someone. But it's also a moment to share hope. And then we have walks throughout the country also to realize that we can change the course of someone else who may be thinking about ending their life because there is hope out there. Now, let's just look for a second at the recent high-profile suicides, the Kate Spades and the Anthony Bourdain's of the world. These are famous people who were surrounded by people, but no one could reach them? Everyone has their personal struggle. Let's go back a few years and look at Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Right? How could that be? How could that be? Funny actor, millions of dollars, you know, half of the world. Everyone has their own personal struggle. Although, you know, the recent suicides, they bring suicide to the national level again. They bring it up and, you know, it bubbles up to the top. We also have to realize there was 850 other people that week who lost someone to suicide. Wow. 
you know, 850 people lost their lives. So there's thousands of other family members who also were affected. And that number but, has gone up recently, right? Yeah, we, we, we lose about 40,000 Americans every year to suicide. But at the same time, let's think of it this way. Some statistics show that there's over 16 million people who have thoughts of suicide every day. You know, people really do want to live, and, and we have to be able to reach more folks who are struggling to say, there's hope. I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to give you all. I just can't say, here it is. Can't fix the problem, right? If I'm in a million dollars in debt, someone's not going to write me a million dollar check. But I can listen to them, and, and we can figure out some plan to keep them safe and move forward. That's Sean Giroux from the board of the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, and they are lucky to have him. For more information, including some of the suicide prevention walks that are coming up, visit AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. We have a one-day retreat coming up called Women at the Well. That's at Graymoor in Garrison, September 15th. And guess what I did this summer? I got certified as a life coach. I did. And you can find out more at Casey.co. Check out the new website, too. Let me know what you think. Now, let's talk about some lies. What kind of lies do you tell yourself? Believing that you're separate from source and each other. That is the lie that A Course in Miracles sets out to undo. That channeled text from the 70s is a huge book that's worth the time you need to invest in it, but that's a whole other show for another day. And actually, we've done that show a couple of times. But today, Dr. Dana Morocco talks about her book, The Top 10 Lies We Tell Ourselves and How to Stop Living Them. She's a teacher of A Course in Miracles. She also has a PhD in educational psychology. She's a singer, a comedian. Hey, when you're connected to source, all things are possible. Dana, let's get to those lies. Uh, Well, first, let me say that the spoiler alert is that all all 10 lies are related to the one lie that is behind it all, just this idea that it's possible to be separate from each other and separate from our source. And uh, so that's really what we're out to overcome. But the number one lie is you can't count on anyone but yourself. And by the way, you're a huge disappointment, which I'm hoping evokes a little humor at the same time. Uh, I can certainly laugh about it now, but it's not funny if you believe it. And, uh, you know, when we listen to the ego, that fear part of our mind, we do believe it, whether we show it or not, or whether we project it onto others or not. It's there, that undercurrent of fear. Right, that you can only count on yourself and you're not so hot. So really, you're up the creek. So you're doomed to fail, absolutely, yes. So A Course in Miracles, the, at the premise, is the big lie that we are disconnected from our Creator. Absolutely, yes. And that gave birth to this entire existence that we're living in now. Right, we're living out just kind of a projection of this fear part of our mind and playing these characters almost like a, a movie. But it, instead of trying to change things at the level of what's on the screen, we have to go back to the projector in our mind, kind of undo it there. Say that again, we're watching life like a movie and... And uh, we're playing these characters, and sometimes if we don't like the movie, because often it's a fearful movie with a scary ending, we want to go up and, like, rip at the screen and say, stop, stop, I don't want this. But we have to just turn around and realize that the projector was in our mind all along, and that's where we can change it at the, at the cause level. Change it and at the source, into- which is the projector yes. that's projecting the things that we see in our lives. So right. 
even just the topic alone, the top 10 lies we tell ourselves, is going to give so many people so much food for thought because we do lie to ourselves every day, I believe, you know, just to stay alive. We tell ourselves, oh, we don't we don't drink that much wine after work or, you know, we don't, uh, we really eat healthy most of the time or we don't really gossip. I'm not someone who judges or likes to gossip, right? We really convince ourselves of, of an awful lot of things every single day. So you have a take the challenge and be the change section. Tell us about that. There's several things in the book that I try to encourage people to take an active role in all this. And we really are doing this unto ourselves, and that's a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, that means that we can totally change this ourselves, our, our entire outlook, and it can affect ourselves, our inner circle, and everyone, really. It can serve humanity on a large scale. So I do these exercises in each chapter to really dig at the root cause, and I do use my psychology background for those. And then at the end of each chapter, I have a little challenge, you know, and make it just a 24-hour challenge. One of the lies is there's not enough of anything to go around, so take your share by any means possible. So the end of the, the lie, the challenge, would just be to, can you really believe that that's not true for 24 hours, just 24 hours, and then after then you can go back to believing it. So I think it's just kind of a fun way to let it sink in, and I do encourage that readers just do one lie a day for 10 days to turn it into a 10-day program just for better assimilation, because this does take time to get through our barriers. Page 117, line number five, you have a... Uh, a heading here that says, I am the assassin I am hiding from. Wow, you went right to maybe the deepest hidden um, belief that we have is that, you know, we feel responsible for the separation from our source. Not only that we are separate, but we do feel personally responsible, and of course we're going to hide that and bury it deep. You know, we prefer to be the victim rather than the assassin, of course. That's what projection's all about. So I kind of had to admit to myself that, you know, maybe, maybe I am behind this, and if I'm the one holding the gun, I can certainly put it down. So it's kind of a crazy uh, revelation. So if the lie, according to A Course in Miracles, if the lie we believed is that we're separate from each other and separate from our Creator, and we feel responsible for believing that lie, am I understanding that right? We feel responsible and we we hide this guilt. It's it's unconscious, but it does kind of call the shots. And uh, The Course in Miracles is kind of about revealing this unconscious guilt. And to me, that's how it's different from... Because you can say that A Course in Miracles is very similar to teachings in Buddhism, you know, similar ideas like the world is an illusion, but where I think the Course, helping us identify it even further to a point where we can say, ah, that's it. You know, when I heard the word guilt, I just knew, yes, that's the word I've been looking for. That's what I need to call it to be able to look at it and dissolve it. And really, that's all it takes to dissolve it, is to look at it and realize that, you know, if it was never really possible to separate from our source, then why am I carrying this guilt around and why does it keep popping up and playing out in my life? I wish I had this book 20 years ago when I first got it's probably now 25 years ago when I first got A Course in Miracles because I had a really hard time finding my way in the text is very dense (laughs) and it is very dense but after a while you sort of it's like yoga you know your hips open up and you can do the pose it's like some part of your brain (laughs) opens up and you can really understand but it's it's brainwashing ourselves back to our original beauty Right. It's like, yes, exactly. It's back to our original state of perfection. Right. And just to have an inkling that we could never lose that, no matter what we think we've done or has been done to us. I mean, that is just, that does change everything. 
Yeah, and that can be your new anchor. And then when you have an anchor, like A Course in Miracles, then you can grow and shine like Dr. Dana Morocco. I just want to tell everybody all the things you do. You're a writer. You wrote this book. You're a motivational speaker. You're a singer-songwriter. You do self-help stand-up comedy. You have a PhD in educational psychology. You, you go out and do a lot of speaking. And you also perform original music with your band, Dr. Dana and the Infinite Patients. Very cute name. <laughs> Do you think you could be this kind of achiever, an overachiever, or just achiever, I guess, without A Course in Miracles? Well, I certainly wouldn't be enjoying it. <laughs> because even when I achieved things in the past, my ego wouldn't let me enjoy them for very long. Like even, even with the PhD, I really only enjoyed that for about a week. And then I thought, what next? What next? And that's that, what that ego machine does to us. And so now, yes, I do a lot of things and I enjoy every single one and they all fit together in some kind of magically weird way and I'm loving it, yeah. Dana Morocco, The Top 10 Lies We Tell Ourselves. If you'd like more information about her and A Course in Miracles, if you'd like to be in the drawing to win Dana's book, just visit Casey.co. I'd love to hear from you. The Secret of Life? Oh, that's next. We don't believe the future can wait for the future. We are City of Hope Doctors. We advance science that saves lives. City of Hope research has led to the development of synthetic human insulin and four of the most widely used cancer-fighting drugs. We are maximizing the potential of immunotherapy and making precision medicine a reality. We have performed more than 13,000 bone marrow and stem cell transplants with unparalleled survival rates. With three manufacturing facilities, we can turn laboratory discoveries into new therapies faster Today, we are pioneering stem cell therapies for patients with cancer, diabetes, even autoimmune diseases. It's not enough to promise patients a future cure. We must find it now. For over a century, we've been driven to discover the answers that don't exist. Find out more at cityofhope.org. Have you ever experienced a wish come true? For a child battling a critical illness, a wish come true can be a turning point. One song, one dance, one game, one adventure, one moment changes everything. Make-A-Wish needs your support to grant the wish of every eligible child. Visit wish.org now to help grant more life-changing wishes. Together, we can transform lives one wish at a time. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Finally, Steve Farber has a book he's written called Greater Than Yourself, The Ultimate Lesson of True Leadership. Steve, spill the beans. What's the secret to being a great leader? Don't put your own agenda ahead of everyone else's and don't put your own agenda ahead of the let's call it the agenda of the enterprise. So whether it's the, the team that, you, that you're in, the company that you work for, the organization that you're involved in. Because the, the ironic thing, or the paradoxical thing, or the odd thing, I'm not, I'm not sure which is the, the correct word to use, is that oftentimes by trying to put ourselves ahead of what we're all trying to accomplish, I actually end up shooting myself in the proverbial foot. Uh, it's, it's an interesting dynamic that the, the most successful people, the greatest leaders that I've met, are the ones that focus their attention on raising other people up. That's the essence of this practice called greater than yourself. We tend to think that success and leadership and, and uh, progress in a company is a zero-sum game, that my success is somehow predicated on your failure. 
Hmm. And while while it is possible for people to become, you know, quote unquote, successful, it's possible for people, let's say, to get ahead by stepping on other people's heads. It's very short sighted because what we're after is we, we want to be successful and we want to leverage the success of what we're able to accomplish together because that makes us individually more successful. So by, by focusing our attention on being, let's call it a mentor, uh, and that's a word that is used in a lot of different ways, but, but somebody who really invests themselves in the development of, and success of other people, that's our own personal way ahead as well in a very significant way. Say that again. Our own success is going to come from our ability to be a significant mentor to other people. Our own success is going to come from our ability to help other people become even more successful than we are. And that's the paradox in all this. The, the, the greatest leaders that I've seen in my three decades of doing this work, they're not the ones who focus the attention on their own greatness. Instead, they're the ones who focus their efforts, their resources, their coaching, their, their um, support on the success of other people to the point where they crank out superstar after superstar. They see people that work with them uh, go on to accomplish things greater than they've been able to accomplish for themselves, and that's what puts them at the top of the heap as far as leaders go. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a paradox. Okay, so I got but, it. Leadership is service. Yeah. Leadership is service. Um, you know, the, the, the whole school of thought called servant leadership, which has been around for, for as long as we can remember <laughs> ever having a conversation about leadership, is very closely related to this. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's really, when you think about it in terms of your own experience, it makes perfect sense. I mean, think about the people in your life that you have trusted, that you've respected, that you would follow anywhere. They're not driven, it's not that they don't have an ego, it's not that they don't have personal ambition, but that's not why you love them, that's not why you engage, that's not why you commit. It's because you know that what they want, they, they want the best for you. And they've gone out of their way to, to help you. And all of us, I would hope, all of us, maybe I'll, maybe it's most of us, <laughs> have had somebody in our lives that had more belief in our capabilities than we did in our own. Right. And those, those are the people that we never forget. And so the question is, are you that for somebody? Are you that person that has the ability and the desire to really, to really see people for what they're capable of and then help them to achieve that, to achieve that vision of themselves. Now, can everybody do this? Can everybody put somebody else first? You know, we don't all have jobs that allow us to promote, do we? Well, yeah, it's, it's a great question. I, I, I believe we do. Listen, I'm, uh, am I a little bit of an idealist? Perhaps. I mean, I'll, I'll cop to that, but I, I'm not naive. I'm a business person, but I'm also a family person. I'm a father. I'm a member of my community. So think of it this way. We already get this. What I'm saying is nothing new. Parents, healthy parents, already get this. What is more satisfying for a healthy parent than to see one of their kids grow up to have a life that's more fulfilling and successful than their own? That's what defines us as great parents. Teachers get this. You don't even have to be a great teacher to get this. Good teachers get this. An eighth grade math teacher, that teacher's greatest accomplishment is seeing one of their kids grow up to win the Nobel Prize someday. Coaches get this. 
there's no greater victory for a high school football coach than to see one of their kids go on to play in the NFL. It's when we go to work that all of a sudden it seems like everything changes, that all of a sudden it's a zero-sum game. All of a sudden my success is predicated on your not being as successful as I am or maybe even your, your failing. Therefore, it's the context that makes this provocative. So therefore, I believe this is an opportunity that's open to all of us. We get this. We already understand it. We already do it. So at work, you don't have to be the person in, in a position of authority or, or you know, power in order to be a, a greater-than-yourself leader for other people. You could be doing data entry. You could be a receptionist. You could be, you could be working in the warehouse. You, it, it, it's not, this is not about your position or your title. It's about your humanity, and it's about your desire to help lift other people up. No matter where you start in an organization, if you, if you build a reputation for being the kind of person that other people turn to for help and support and advice, People will take notice, and opportunities will come up, and you'll be given those opportunities gladly because that's the kind of person that you are. What ends up happening is you build you, you build that kind of street cred in your organization. This isn't about being walked on, by the way. This isn't about you know, diminishing yourself in order to, to boost somebody else up. You have to focus on your own, your own advancement, your own knowledge, your own skills. You've got to be a better salesperson if that's the context you know maybe somebody else will get the account on the short term but over time uh your career is going to advance in ways that you can't even imagine if you're just out for yourself and i know it's, it's very counterintuitive we we are conditioned to believe that that is simply not true it's not true he is correct all the good stuff comes from giving your best to someone else we could just talk about that forever in fact i think we do the book, Greater Than Yourself. Let me know if you want to be entered to win a copy at Casey.co. Our thought for the day comes from a course in Miracles, which says, When you meet anyone, remember it is a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Nice to meet you. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.